welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, joined, as always, by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Miami Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, how's it going? It's it's going great, because more news. Yeah, it was a uh, surprisingly busy weekend for a January, a Martin Luther King Day weekend right. uh, in Coral Gables. Um, a lot of news to get to from Monday, specifically, where Miami picks up Maybe the two biggest transfers of the entire transfer season. Uh, certainly two of the biggest. Uh, that's what we'll spend pretty much this entire episode talking about. Um, first, Derek King, a former Houston quarterback, um, announces he will transfer to Miami in time to take part in spring practice. Then, just about an hour later, Quincy Roche, an All-American defensive end from Temple, announces the same Um Let's start with the quarterback because that's the one everyone sure. cares most about. Um, that was what did, what did big you, news. Yeah, we I think we we thought for a couple of days that this was pretty likely or at least a, a real possibility. Um, you know, what did you you had some time obviously to digest it before it happened. What, what are just kind of your initial thoughts of of Miami landing this guy? My initial thoughts were, wow, this this changes everything, or this could change everything, yeah. or this will actually change everything i mean um you know people will probably end up transferring you can't mm-hmm. you, there, there will be six scholarship quarterbacks yeah. there and there's no way that six scholarship quarterbacks will be there when the season starts um it it totally changes the um the competition yeah now uh and um it makes you know that wow, there really is going to be a new a new offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. I guess let's Very start here. Do you, do you think he's definitely getting the job? I think he's. There's more of a chance that he gets the job than yes. I mean, yeah. I, I yeah, I, I hate saying definitely, David. I really hate. I, I, I after well, yeah, you could covering this so long, yeah, yeah, something yeah. could happen, or I don't know. I, I mean, I think we thought Tate Martell might get the job last year. I, I, yeah. this is different. This is definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. different. Um, so I mean, I think probably he gets the. job. Yeah, I don't think they yeah, promised probably. him the job as part of the thing, but I think he probably looked at uh, what Miami's quarterbacks did last year and said. I'm going to come here and I'm going to start. And he's the overwhelming favorite. I mean, he has by far the best track record of any of the uh, quarterbacks on this roster. You know, Jaron's highs were good. Nikosi's had good highs too. But yeah, Derek King is, you know, when he, you know, he only played in four games last year. But two years ago, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I don't care that he played in the American Athletic Conference. He mm-hmm. is exactly the type of quarterback college programs want. Um, he, he he he's really fast. Yeah, uh, he's he, a boy, he dynamic has burners. Athlete and... played in the spread at Houston, thrived in the spread at Houston. Yeah, and he he, he runs almost. I mean, he runs and he passes. Yeah, I mean, he scores touchdowns both ways. He he has the uh, FBS record. He he surpassed Tim Tebow, who previously had. The record for college, all college football, Division One FBS, uh, for the longest streak in FBS history for throwing and passing, for throwing 
excuse me, passing a touchdown and running and rushing for a touchdown, at least one yeah. in consecutive games. He went 15 games, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's just he's just prolific. Yeah, he's. I mean, it's not like Jalen Hurts last year. when, And you can tell because, like, when Jalen Hurts was transferring, you know, he went to Oklahoma. De'Ara King is a step down probably from that. You know, when you look right. at the teams that he was considering, it was like Maryland, Arkansas, right. like, you know. Not the same tier of program as Oklahoma, um, but which is which? Yeah, right. Wait. Which you know it means he's I, not going to win the Heisman next year. Not going to probably finish the run course, up the Heisman. Yeah, they're but, already they're already. I've already yeah. seen articles saying he's whatever in line now yeah, for yeah. the Heisman. But I mean, but he's really good. He is immediately the second or third best quarterback in the ACC, probably behind Trevor Lawrence and maybe Sam Howell at North Carolina. And considering the like, it's the the step Miami is taking obviously is is massive there, um, and he's gonna be fun to watch at least, right? Like, yes, and I have no idea. I, just, I don't haven't talked to anybody about his personality. Yeah, about what his demeanor is like. Right. Um, and that's will be very interesting to me because that. Well, yeah, we're it still is. Young it and is I, worth noting, and. I'm sure some people will look at this kind of as a red flag that, that basically last year they played the first four games of the season. Um, things were not going very well for Houston. So he shut it down with the idea at the time. Right. He basically said, I'm going to come back next year. We're going to like use this as a rebuilding year. But obviously he was always leaving open the possibility. You, know, you can play in four games in red shirt. So he red shirted last year, right. what would have been his senior season. And it left open the possibility where he could bail on Houston and, and that's what he did and said and, um, and came out with a you know a, some people are talking about his character yeah well, some people meaning anonymous people on Twitter yeah, yeah, yeah. and things like that but but debating and saying well you know here's another guy that you know he's not he's not loyal and all that stuff but it's you know they've got to do what's best for themselves well I yeah guess, and it's also run. worth noting he had obviously was basically sticking out a uh, new coach you know, he had played right. for, um, I guess he probably originally committed to Tom Herman. Yes. Um, and then played for yeah. Major Applewhite. And then, obviously, last year was Dana Holgerson's first year. So, um, you know, it wasn't like he had, this has been, this had been his, his group. You know, it, this wasn't the coaching staff he had played his first four years for. Um, and then just kind of decided to bail on them. Um, this was, you know, a new staff. We don't know what happened, you know, what went on behind the scenes. Maybe they didn't gel. Right. Um, and, I, and you know what? They were, they, he was doing okay. He was doing pretty yeah, well. Was, but I they mean, were what, you know, they were one and three. Yeah, they got crushed by Oklahoma in the opener, I remember. Right. And I probably didn't watch them again after that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, but he, he put out a statement. And I guess he had to do that. Yeah. Right? He had it to kind of quell the, the upset. Yeah. But uh, he said, you know, I came here to play football at Houston, and that's not changing. Um, you know, he made it like he was going to stay there, get his degree. Right. Um, I'm looking forward to being part of the success of this program going forward. But that's, again, it's the new normal. Right. Um, things change. They, they, things change. They've got to take care of themselves. They don't get paid. Um, well, they do get nice scholarships, but... Mm-hmm. The guys like that, that's what, you know, they're there to get into the NFL. Yeah, and obviously uh, so. this, this is a whole play, a little bit better competition in the ACC. Miami has a game at uh, Michigan State this year. So there will be chances for him to, to show what he can do in 
a little bit more challenging environment. You know, he's still not exactly like a prototypical NFL quarterback prospect, but he's only no, five. He's 10, five, 11. five eleven, and at five eleven, I always go yeah. down. Yeah, so okay, but I, but um, but I mean I, that that's I, that's obviously works in college football. He's there have been very, a lot of good five ten quarterbacks. He's very agile, uh, yeah. very agile, and he really it's it's he's pretty to watch. You know, yeah, he's fun. He's gonna be fun he to is watch. Fun. He's, I mean, it's kind of obviously people are naturally gonna compare this to Tate Martell coming in last year and all the hype that brought. But this is different. I'm totally different. Um, it's different, but T- I, I do was... have to remind you that that people were just out of their minds, right. okay? Out of their minds when Tate Martell, with the swirling... Yeah, Tate Martell was, was all it. about the potential, right? Like, in a dream well, scenario, Tate Martell is the quarterback that Derek King is. It was more than potential, I mean, he was the. I know it was prep, okay, right, right, but right. it was never losing a game in how many forty something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, whatever in in his career, and uh, you know, winning the right the national title, being the yeah. Gatorade Player National Player of the Year, yeah. and uh, you know, being having a TV Netflix yeah, yeah, yeah. series or whatever that was on him. You know, I guess the girls thought he was a heartthrob or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, but the but the point is, he was he was this star power right. kind of guy and when he when he came i just remember that i remember manny diaz's um gifs gifs i, I could never say it, but he did he remember all the stuff right with would, the hurricane swirling and that guy with the yeah, blonde yeah. hair or whatever yeah it was just um it was pretty amazing and uh that was a that didn't turn out the yeah way we, yeah, I, yeah the I, difference <laughs> obviously is dr king has the track record he has in college track, yes he has basically you know, your dream scenario for what Tate Martell is as a player is kind of like what Derek King has done, right? That yeah, dynamic, he, dual threat, a little right. undersized, um, but can run, can throw, and can thrive in a spread system. Derek King, again, in the American Athletic Conference, which is the sixth best conference in the country, um, right. has done all of that. Yeah, and I, it's, you know, we, we talk about who might transfer. And I mean, I'm not, I, from what I've heard so far, so far, right. Well, yeah, one it's day changing in, every day. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, supposedly Jaron wants to, um, as of what I heard today, wants to, you know, compete. Yeah. But, um, who knows? Yeah. Who wants I mean, at, Jaren, at right. And I don't point, know if it's too late. Is right. At this point for, for all these guys, it probably, Makes sense to stick around for spring. I'm sure there's some schools that haven't started yet, and you can still get in uh, for the spring and just compete in time. But you want, but you don't want to have a whole year away or a whole spring away from football, right? Like just even for like you got a new offensive coordinator. Um, I guess not. I if I mean, plus like Derek King's only here for one year. Like let's say Jaron is really good this spring and looks like. You know, he yeah. is has a chance to be a, a star a year down the road. Maybe he decides it's worth it to um, stick around. But then there's Tyler. Right, and obviously Tyler Van Dyke is looming. Yeah, He's a Tyler pretty high-profile prospect yeah. and on campus now. Um, yeah. From the Miami I, standpoint, I'm not worried if any of these guys transfer at this point. I don't think. I mean, obviously you want to have depth. You probably want to have four quarterbacks yeah, on your I roster next right. year. But um, 
I think their hope is basically you can go straight from Derek King want... to Tyler Van Dyke, probably. Yeah, I mean, we don't, don't know what Lashley to... yeah. thinks about Van Dyke yet. We know Dan Enos right. really liked him. Um, but we don't know what Lashley thinks about any of these quarterbacks. And, you know, obviously right. it would be ideal if going into the spring or going into the season you have King as your starter and then one of probably Jaron or Nikosi as your backup, a little, you know, an experienced guy who can be a backup. Um, Jaron probably being the one who makes most sense because of his age. Oh, yeah. Um, and you could, and then and after King starts, I you can maybe have a one year of Jaron to start. And then you go into the Tyler Van Dyke era. You haven't totally killed your depth. I think it's pretty likely we end up with just a Derek King, Tyler Van Dyke. That's what I think. Uh, Peyton Matoka quarterback room, which isn't ideal, but it's not like Tyler Van Dyke is like a stiff. Like that's a guy that no. was brought here. And until they had Derek King, I think he was going to be part of this quarter. I mean, he still is going to be part of this quarterback competition, but you know, now I think there's like a 98% chance Derek King starts, which means there's like probably a less than a half percent chance Tyler well, Van I Dyke think, is a starting quarterback. Yeah. But you know, three yeah. days ago, I would have probably had Tyler Van Dyke as like a 10% chance. He's the quarterback. Like, it's not like he was brought in and a guy who was definitely going to have to sit for a year. He has the talent, I think, to, uh, especially getting here in the spring, to you feel comfortable where he's maybe your backup or, or your third-string quarterback. Yeah, and I, I I agree. I If Jaron doesn't win this competition, and, and also I'm wondering what happens after spring. Remember right. this past spring they – they they waited, which we figured they would. The yeah, they have no reason not to. Yeah, competition is going to continue, and uh, I, they they can't they can't really do that now. I mean, the kids are going to know, right? They're going to have they're an gonna idea. No, and and some someone's going to have to be out of here. They, mm-hmm. I don't think they can afford to. They can't afford to wait and sit. Yeah, because yeah. they're going to have to sit out another year anyway. Right. If Jaron. Jaron redshirted his first year. Doesn't right. so matter. Jaren He's going to have to sit out a year if he transfers. Jaron will. I mean, we don't know uh, their Jaren's academic good. I think status. Jaron's good. I think Jaron will. If he if he transfers, someone's going to want him. Yeah. Like a, a decent program and um, yeah. and Nicosi, I can't. I mean, just, I think Jaron is just based on the the Nicosi. age and the eligibility for these guys. Um, I mean, we did, you know, it's hard to ever know with Jaron because he has proven to be emotional. Um, obviously, has flirted with transferring a handful of times. Right. Um, but he's a guy who theoretically could stick around because he's only going to be a redshirt sophomore next season. So King's got one year left, and then Jaron has two true. seasons left after. But. Um, he has two yeah. after that. Whereas Nikosi and Tate yeah. are both redshirt juniors running out of time, basically. To, right. They're to rising get on the field. redshirt juniors. Yep. Um, so we'll see. I, Again, I, I still think there's a pretty good chance I, all three of them are gone. And, and yeah, the fact, I, I, don't I would see how they, guess, I don't, I don't know for sure, but I would think there's a decent chance Nikosi and Tate could be eligible immediately wherever they go, just based on their age and the you way. Think so? We don't know. No. I mean, we don't know what they're... I don't think so. Tate already was... Tate already got... Right. But I'm saying he might be close enough to graduating. We don't know their credit situation or anything oh, like gotcha, that. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, Just gotcha. based on their age, how long they've yes. been in school, there's a decent chance both of those guys are, are getting close to where gotcha. they could be a they graduate could, transfer right. somewhere that for their last sense. two years. That makes sense. Whereas Jaron, I can't imagine he'll be 
eligible no. immediately wherever he goes just because he's only been in college for yeah, three years. That totally makes sense. So, um, um anything else yeah, on the quarterback before we uh no, I, move on? I think people have hope again. Yeah. You know, yeah. which is a nice thing. It's, yeah. it's a very nice thing. It's a, it's, it's, it's a, I, I as Morgan people, Freeman would say, right? <laughs> people want hope. They, they want it. I mean, why yeah. not? They want to believe in hope. And, um, now all of a sudden, you know, they're liking Manny Diaz again. <laughs> so, uh, another reason for hope. And honestly, in like a weird way, maybe like the, the safer reason for hope is the addition of Quincy Roche. Um, who was the American Athletic Conference Player of the Year last year, Temple defensive end, um, and a first-team All-American, according to Sports Illustrated, last year. 13 sacks were tied for seventh most in the country. Um, Miami, of course, also had Gregory Rousseau last year, who had 15 and a half sacks, which were second most in the country. So if you there's the top three guys coming back next year in terms of total sacks from last season, Miami has two, two of those three now. Um yeah, that's really cool. The, and it uh, really is, you know what? It's going to it's going to help Roche. Yeah. Because it's going to help both of them. It's going to help both of them, but Rousseau definitely was going to be double teamed. Yep. And Roche, uh, I'm sure uh, at Temple would have been double teamed. Yeah, no doubt, but I mean yeah, I don't I don't really I really haven't seen Quincy Roche yeah, play, yeah. so I don't know much about him other than what I've read. Um and you know, I have seen Rousseau and I think well, well Roche, it's going to be his last season, no matter right. what, right? And Rousseau, we're just we're just assuming it's also going to be his. I mean, he's yeah, yeah. he's definitely he's he's, projected first round pick probably at this if, point. Hopefully, he doesn't not get injured, and then he, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't um, see him not leaving. So we've got two guys. Um, that's really that's a big big get. Right. Yeah. The the reason I say that's probably the safer reason for hope is you know who knows what the quarter you know we've had high hopes for quarterbacks a lot in the past year. Right. Um, it's a new offense. And also there's so but much. But the defense is going to be. There's so much drama. Yeah. yeah. The defense, the, has, the defense has proven particularly at the defensive end spot that they're going to be good. And, and you know what? No matter I, I don't who wanna, the personnel are there. And now they have as good personnel as anyone. And I don't mean to go back to the quarterback thing again, but the, with the quarterback, I mean, that is the most important right, yeah, position yeah, yeah. on your team. And it, that, guy has to be a leader and has to do the right things right and right so there's intangible stuff as there's they would stuff say i do not know uh you know about king and about how king fit about Derek kind of king stuff. yeah and what is he a leader what what's his personality is he i mean i don't want to use is he a partier is he yeah a, i don't want <laughs> like you know Right. What? Who's he going to hang with at Miami? What? How serious is he going to be? I mm-hmm. think he's going to be serious because yeah. he, he he's looking at the NFL. Right. Next stop. So, um, but there's still twenty something year olds. Yeah. Right. You never so, know. Anyway, that's um, the thing. And and with the defensive end. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. basically we you know the defense is almost certainly going to be really good next year. Just they had a lot of guys coming back. Manny Diaz always puts out good defenses. Right. Now they have a chance to really like, and they'll get more kids, Jafari Harvey, and the, but they're right. going to get. I mean, Jafari Harvey's there already, but they, they will the the, the recruits yeah, will be looking. Ooh, next year, right? Yeah, they I mean, they've got something. a good, they've got good. Um, they're good pretty much everywhere on defense now, and you know, not that they weren't going to be good at the defensive end spot opposite Gregory Rousseau because Scott Patchen's good. He started a lot of games last year. He's really good in run support. 
But now you've got, you know, two potential All-Americans at defensive end. Um, then, you know, the secondary, you bring back three or four starters there. Well, kind of, they, they rotated the safeties. But, you know, you've got three experienced guys, you know, the really four experienced guys, because I think both the corners started games last year opposite Trajan Bandy. Um, right. And then the linebacker situation, um, you got Zach McLeod and, and you got a, a big group of young guys. But the defensive line is, I mean, Miami's had a lot of good defensive linemen over the last couple of years. They've proven they can develop defensive linemen. And I'm sure that's a big reason why Quincy Roche came because if you look at the the track record they have there, you know, Gregory Rousseau was a three-star recruit. Um, uh, Jonathan Garvin was a low four-star recruit. He got a bump late in the cycle. Joe Jackson was a, you know, a four-star recruit, but it's not like he was like a, thought to be like a can't-miss elite defensive end draft prospect. Um, and Miami's turned all those guys with a variety of different coaches too, um, into legitimate NFL talents. Um, and Roche clearly get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Didn't think he was ready to go to the NFL. He could have gone to the NFL this year. I'm sure he would have been drafted. I don't know, but just based on his production... Sure, he would have been drafted, but he's coming here basically because um, he thinks that Miami's scheme is going to fit him and, and help his production. He's pro- I'm sure he has a good relationship with uh, Coach Feely, who was at Temple before, the strength and conditioning coach. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, so, he's got the connection. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be really good up front, and that's why he comes here and, you know, the defense is they've, – they've kind of rebuilt it nicely um, over the last two years where, you know, will they ever – Will it be the defense that it was two seasons ago when they finished, what, number two in the country in total defense and number one in pass defense, all that? Maybe not. Um, But I think it can be back up into the top five or top ten this year, certainly. I know it was... It was good last year, too. It was like top 15 or top 20 or something. Right. I know they had holes, but it was still strong. Yeah. Yeah. It still ended up pretty good. It was that, that offense... Yeah, and I I like the idea also that this helps them kind of bridge the gap into that next group of defensive linemen because, um, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, the projected starters for next year would have been Gregory Rousseau and Scott Patchen, and that's that's good. That's a really good defensive end tandem, but then after that it was going to have to be Jafari Harvey, redshirt freshman Cam Williams, redshirt freshman Chance Williams, a true freshman, Elijah Roberts, true freshman. Like, you would have had a lot of question marks behind those two. Um, and there's a lot of good guys in that group. Like Jafari Harvey could be a star by next year. Uh, mm-hmm. but 
now you get to kind of like really ease him in. Like he's, he gets to be the third or fourth guy on that depth chart. Um, and maybe do like the kind of the same thing Jonathan Garvin did as a freshman where, you know, he really got better by the end of the year. And then by his sophomore year, Garvin was ready to become really the guy on the defensive line. You, you know what, David, also the, the, the idea of both these guys transferring. I love the idea of one top quarterback and one top defensive player. Mm-hmm. It just shows that Miami still has that it factor. Yeah. I mean, Miami, think about it. Miami pretty much stunk this year. Okay. They, they were a mess. Stand, like they were a, a mess, publicly a mess. mess. Public mess. Exactly. Public mess. Six and seven, uh, you know, and this usually happens when you have a, a losing, a proud program that is going mm-hmm. in the tank, you know. Uh, but still, six, six and seven, and criticized for all kinds of reasons uh, off the field, on the field, offense, uh, yeah. whatever, coaching, and um, and and look, they get, they still, it's still a sexy enough program that kids want to go there. Right? There's something, and it also bodes well, it looks good for Manny Diaz, I think, uh, that he's... Certainly. He has that certain also something that can, you know, that can convince kids that, hey, we're still Miami. We're still, even though... It was pretty though, much as good an offseason as you could ask for after 6 and 7. Yeah, right? I mean, even though, and he gets the, the, the Lashley, he makes the move and, mm-hmm. and does a gets the does the bold move although i think he was he had to do that to to the spread and gets another off, offensive excuse me offensive line coach and um he's got to find a new again, wide receivers hope, coach hope. which we're not going to really have time oh, to talk wide about receivers, today whoops wide receivers coach we'll yes. wait until that hire happens to dive more into that Stubbs coach stubblefield is on his way yeah. but he's there at state college mm-hmm. penn state yep. so um yeah but i don't but okay just in closing, I don't. I the receivers <laughs> were very disappointing this year. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Were they to you? I think so. Yeah. yeah so, um, you know, I'll I'll take whatever they yeah. give. It was pretty much as good an off season as you could ask for after the disaster Abs- that was last season. Absolutely. Yep. Hope. Hope. Stuff to write about. So the transfer portal work is uh, certainly becoming a trend for Miami, which I think is probably kind of where we want to finish up by talking about that. Um, Obviously, last season, Miami made a lot of splashes. We talked about Tate a little bit earlier, but they had some success in other plays too. I mean, K.J. Osborne was certainly uh, the best wide receiver on the team, a a major boost to that team. Um, You know, Bubba Bolden was, you know, looks like a potential staple on defense. Um, was really coming into his own before he got hurt against Florida State. Um, jury's still out on a couple other guys like Jalen Phillips. Um, and you know there were other whiffs also. You know Tommy Kennedy was a bust. Um, Asa Martin Ooh, about him. transferred before he even <laughs> stepped foot right. on the field. Um, True. So. I guess the big question is, are we getting too hyped again, or does this offseason of transfers feel different to you? Um, no, I don't No, I don't think we're getting too hyped. I, yeah, it feels I, different, yeah, right? it feels different. Um, and I think we've seen now LSU and, you know, uh, other 
other programs. Oklahoma? Yeah, well, uh, I think all the Heisman finalist uh, quarterbacks Alabama this year. left, right? Jaylen I think left. all the Heisman finalist quarterbacks this year, if I'm remembering correctly, were transfers. So it's, it's yeah, the model. I mean, yeah, you've there's three three straight national three straight Heisman winners have been transfers. Yeah, I think transfer quarterbacks. Yeah, and it's kind of cool. Like I said, that they're they are choosing Miami. Mm-hmm. If if no one chose Miami, if you would really think, wow, if it, if the kids themselves yeah. are still choosing Miami, like I said, there's something about Miami. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that's that's good. They haven't lost that yet. Yeah. So hopefully they can get it together this year. Yeah, I, I don't the, think we're over. I don't think we're overplaying it. Yeah, I think I think last year the volume was really notable, right? Just the sheer amount of guys they got. It felt like every day there was, was someone coming through the portal. Um, yeah. So I, there was going to be a high, you know, there was going to be some busts and there were going to be some hits from that group. Um, and I think the fact that it was the first year of the transfer portal. And remember, they've lost. You know. Yeah, they've lost guys. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the fact that it was the first year of the transfer guys. portal last year, kind of like no one really like knew how to handle right. this, this off season, this, we got to get hyped about everyone. We got to, right. you know, uh, Tate Martell is coming. I think that skewed people's excitement too, um, and, because and, of his name. Whereas this off season, they really kind of took shots at, um, you know, they have three transfers so far. I still wouldn't be surprised if it was like an offensive lineman or something at some point, just, you know, last right. if they kind of they've like getting these defensive line depth guys too in the past couple of years. Chigozi Naruka, um, last year, um, but they really went for like known commodities this year, right? Like Derek King is one of the most productive quarterbacks in the country. Um, Andres Borregales, or sorry, Jose Borregales. Jose Borregales. Uh, Andy, is, <laughs> Andy yeah, is the, the younger brother. Jose Borregales is you know a. A really good kicker. Yeah, he's been I'm a, glad you brought him up. For a long time. He's an, another really um, big, really and big. Quincy Roche obviously is an All American. Like those are right. three guys who the the team's not going to be defined by the offseason Not been defined by transfers in the same way. It still has been defined by transfers, but it's been defined by these specific guys who fill exactly the need Miami mm-hmm. has, and who you feel really good about the chances that they're going to come in and start from day one. Whereas last year. They were taking a lot of shot high upside flyers on a guy like Tate Martell, who'd never right. started, on a guy like Bubba Bolden, who was a really high profile recruit and had his off field issues that kept him from ever taking off at USC. They took a flyer on Jalen Phillips, who we still yeah, don't know if he's J- ever going to play. Right, Jaylen, again. I mean, we think he, we I think mean, he they're is. They're making yeah. it seem like yeah, yeah, he's yeah. playing, but we don't know he's for playing. sure. Right, agree. Because so they were taking all these injuries. flyers on guys that were sort of second chances, reclamation Mm -hmm. projects in a lot of way, talented guys, um, but unproven. Whereas this year, you know, those, uh, Derek King was a three-star recruit coming out of high school. Quincy Roche was was a three-star recruit. Derek King was four-star. Maybe in some of them. I think ESPN had him four-star. ESPN was a four-star. Yeah. Um, uh, Quincy Roche was a a three-star. Uh, Jose Borregales, I don't know, but uh, probably not even ranked or maybe a two-star because he's a kicker. Yeah, the kicker's... Um, Whereas last year, you know, Jalen Phillips was a five-star. Tate Martell was a top 50 guy. Uh, Bubba Bolden was a five-star, I believe. Like, they were guys who that everyone thought had a chance to be really good, but no one really knew if they were going to put it all together. These are guys who kind of fit what Manny's been saying he wants all along, right? Like, 
he wants these guys that have worked hard, that have maybe played past their expectations, um, and have turned into really good players at the college level. So you know what you're yeah. getting with these guys, which is different than last year. Yep, agree. And I, but I think some of the guys are are underrated. I, some yeah. of the guys are underrated to begin with these days, like the Greg Rousseau thing, this three star thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Greg on. Rousseau. Come is, on, the kid yeah. was he has it all. Yeah, yeah. He Greg Rousseau was weird because he played safety and wide receiver in high school, but everyone yeah. knew if he figured it out, he was going to be a beast. Yeah, smart, yeah. great temperament. He's mm-hmm. your per- he's your perfect player, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um. So. I guess the other big question is just, is this sustainable? This is now two off seasons in a row where Miami has done a lot I mean, of its it work depends. in the portal. Uh, I, I think, yeah, I mean, I do think that this is the way it's going to be mm-hmm. from now on. I think in every every major program. Yeah, for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, every, that, that they're, the, the kids are going to start leaving. Like mm-hmm. you saw. You have you saw to be who, able to do this. Hightower and. Cleveland right? Reed, Reed and, and Lorenzo Lingard. You yeah. you know that there are players that are going to leave, and you kind of you're re- you're and that are going to go in the transfer portal. Who think the young ones they haven't gotten them so, haven't gotten a shot, um, whatever. And then you know other ones are going to be coming right. in. There, you have to always new, be thinking about no, how the roster is going to change. So I, I know that Manny Diaz says, well, there's always been. There's always been transfers and stuff, but now it's 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 entered the social media age, yeah. and uh, it's 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 like taking on a new life. Mm-hmm. Even the word uh, portal, yeah, you know, even though it doesn't, it's it's kind of the same idea. So, do I think I think it's I think this trend is going to continue because because it has to yeah. because they're going to lose guys. Yeah, yeah, they're going to lose unless guys, you're Alabama gonna... or Clemson or LSU or Georgia, and you are recruiting. A top five recruiting class every year. Yeah. Which Miami's not at that level yet. Maybe one day they will be again, but you got to be able to do this. You got to go, you got to get the used uh, Mercedes Benz. Yeah. And hope it's not a clunker like my husband's. And yeah, I've seen a couple people, you know, smart college football people on Twitter uh, wonder, like, how does this affect Miami's depth long term? I don't see it as like crippling necessarily either, um, other than maybe at the quarterback spot where you're going to lose guys. Because I don't think Quincy Roche coming in is is chasing necessarily any of these young guys um, right. away. I, well, I think they've Miami... got to keep recruiting. They've right. got to yeah, keep obviously recruiting, keep recruiting the same I mean, the same way and with I, the young guys stacking them. I mean, do, however they do it, what, they, they've got to continue doing that yeah. as far as uh, making sure they have guys different 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 classes. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I think that's still stuff. part of the reason. I mean, obviously Manny has talked a lot about that being why they went after so many transfers last year because they had very few seniors on the roster. Um, this year, they're kind of doing the same thing where, you know, they need uh, Derek King is the only senior quarterback on the roster. I mean, I guess Nikosi and Tate are technically like academically seniors, but Derek King is the only guy who is in his final year of eligibility. Quincy Roche and Scott Patchen are the only senior defensive ends. Um, so like they're they're filling spots where they needed a little veteran leadership, in the same way they did last year when they got a guy like KJ Osborne. Um, and now or they, they have, or like they thought they did when they were when they went and got Tommy Kennedy. Depending on how this offense does, it's going to tell you how. Really, the next year's recruiting should be pretty interesting. Also, I mean, yeah, it's a really good class in South week. Florida, and I think Miami has to make an impression quickly to. Because they do not have a lot of the top guys, um, you know, you can obviously make up ground. It's early in the recruiting cycle, but now, now you've got a you got some receivers. Early. Yeah, 
you know, they, I know they have some receivers. So yeah, but you got to impress, you know, a lot of the I, best guys in South Florida, if National Signing Day was today for them, would not be signing with Miami. So you got to, you right. got to make up ground quickly. Um, and Brett Lashley will have to, it's going to all come down to just how quickly I think this offense comes together, whether and, they can make this and, sustainable. And we've got to cut, we got to cut this now, but I th- I think the off also the offensive linemen, um, I think could like all of a sudden get a lot better. Well, it's worth noting they're going to have all five starters back. <laughs> yeah. Right? I, I think, I think that'll be really, that'll be the, the biggest change we see possibly. I yeah. think I, you know, if they get it together and however they do it under this new system, um, we could see a lot, a lot different offense. Yeah. I mean, we, we talked about how young they were last year on offense. Like I said, all five, Offensive linemen coming back. Right. Uh, you've got three wide receivers back who all have starting experience with Mike Harley, uh, D. Wiggins, and Mark Pope. You've got two potential all ACC tight ends coming back. Like the pieces are all in place. Cam Harris started games at running back. Obviously, have a really good running back class coming in. Like mm-hmm. you got to be good on offense this year. There's no reason not to be. I know we said yeah, that last. We said year that too. last year too. Yeah. But at least we know who the quarterback <laughs> is this year. Um, wait, wait, wait. We do? I think we know. We have a good idea well, of who the quarterback I, I is. I don't know. For the record, I don't know, but I, I do I do think that's what yeah. will happen. All right. Uh, let's I, wrap yeah. things up there. Unless you got anything else before we finish. No, I'm good. Till next time. Yeah. Anything you've been working on? Super Bowl stuff? Super Bowl. Super yeah. Bowl. Yes. No no canes in the Super Bowl, though, this no year. No canes. That's, a, that's problematic. Yeah. I wonder when the last time stories. that happened is. <laughs> It's been a while. Um, you can follow it's Susan on while. Twitter uh, at smillerdegnan. Um, follow her for Super Bowl stuff as we get closer to that. There will be some Canes connections, I'm sure. There always and is. the Miami Marathon. Yeah, and the Miami Marathon. And David up. Wilson. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at dbwilson, too. Again, mostly just working on um, Super Bowl stuff. But National Signing Day is also starting to sneak up on us. So, um, well ramp up our recruiting coverage again. We didn't get any chance to talk about Isaiah Dunson, the right. high school commit they got over the weekend, who pretty big addition too at a position of need. So Very big. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll talk more recruiting next week or the week after as we get a little closer to signing day. Uh, but we'll wrap things up there for now. Thanks as always for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. See you soon.